This is the WZ Podcast here with Jay right here, deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, Jay right here, folks. So welcome back, listeners. So we got some interesting topics that we need to talk about. Now, the first one is coming from uh, Stardom Star, who's also the current World of Stardom champion, or aka the Red Belt champion, Sudi. Now, Sudi had a big two-day event as the champion, making her, I believe this should be her second and third title defense. But these matches are important into what tells us. The first match was against the leader of DDM, her boss, Julia. Now, ever since Sudi became the Red Belt Champion, Julia has now set her eye on the belt. However, there were others too, Maya Uyutani and Tam Nakano. However, Tam Nakano was pulled out of the running due to the fact that she was not feeling too well. Um, this was supposed to take place during the uh, Nagoya uh, Super... Uh, Nagoya Supreme fight, but she was unable to do that. However, Julia and Mayu were the only ones there. Now, in as you know, Julia and Sudi were known as as a tag team called Ali Kaba. Sudi made a, a decision as soon as she won her match, where she is no longer part of DDM. Well. She said that she walks her own path and she brought a bodyguard. Now it's still unclear who it was. Until the day happened on the 26th of March during the World Climax 2022, the, the best. She introduced a wrestler who we haven't seen for quite some time. The name was Ami Miura. Now, Ami Miura was in fact injured from a, a knee injury that she obtained. She was also part of Acris Girls, but however, the information that I've been hearing is that um, Miyota decided not to take the surgery, but take therapy instead. Now, I don't know if that's a smart or wisest choice, but that's another conversation for another time. But the match itself was insane. Basically, Julia would do anything to get her hands on this title. Now, however, this particular match was another important stepping tool. Basically, whoever loses this match will be joining the other members of DDM, uh, includes... Tekla, Himeka, and Micah to take on prominence. So if Julia loses, she joins the group. Or if it's Sudi, she joins. However, this match ended with the White Tiger maneuver and allowing for Sudi to win and retain the title. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Sudi said she walks her own path. She is out of DDM and forming her own unit. A.K.O. slash faction, and she just nominated Ami Miura as her first member. Now, Julia's response, telling her it's not easy to be a leader, but she g did gave her a warning. She'll be coming for the belt. Now, let's talk about this, about who could possibly join Sudi's uh, faction. Well, there is one name that comes in mind who could leave DDM, and I have that distinct feeling that it could be her. I'm not sure, so 
No promises, not trying to say anything. The only person I can think of is Micah. Because I feel that Micah, I don't know, she may have been the first member of DDM before Sudi joined. And I don't know. It feels like it could be her because recently there's been um, a bit of the um, chiff chains of trios between him and boy. You see, there's Himika, Micah, and and boy together. But recently we got Mai Sakurai join the little group. Not Micah, but it kind of feels like it. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Micah does leave DDM and join. I, but, and most of all, I didn't even see her at the during the uh, being a second for Ju for Julia, but she was there during that match with prominence with Julia. So that kind of puts out in that perspective. But I don't know. I'm kind of interesting to see who will join. It's still unclear who will be joining her little group. Um, most likely we will see possibly outsiders instead. I highly doubt we're going to see anybody coming from the Stardom Dojo, but that kind of, um, how do I say this, is very probable. We'll just see what happens then. But the real question is, who will join um, Sudi for this faction? But I'm kind of curious about it. So I think that's pretty much it what took place, so let's move on to the next topic. As you know, this past... Uh, uh, this past uh, couple of days uh, on the 20th of March was marked as the most interesting announcement ever. Star uh, DDT Pro Wrestling just had one of their biggest events. It was like almost six hours long. Judgment, the 25th anniversary. And this took place when, of course, it was announced by the Fallen Angel, who is head of talent relations, announcing that DDT Pro Wrestling and AEW has now come in agreement to have stars coming from DDT to go to AEW. This is a very good thing for us. Now, let me go back to something that you guys don't know. If you guys remember this not too long ago, we all hoped that there was going to be some sort of a partnership between AEW and New Japan. However, during Harold Rage's reign when he was running New Japan Pro Wrestling, I did state it that we should have... that. They should make a partnership with DDT. Kenny Omega, on the other hand, is from that promotion prior before New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you guys never seen the videos, you can look it up on Russell Universe if you have subscribed to it or not. Or look it up on YouTube. There's some Kenny fo uh, footage there too. So it's kind of, that's where also, he also met, someone you guys know, uh, Kota Ibushi. So, and Michael Nakasawa, how can I forget about that? But yeah, I'm very excited. However... Uh, this also includes uh, Tokyo Oshi Pro Wrestling that could have their stars go to AEW. We're already seeing Maki Ito, uh, Shoko Nakajima. I don't know who else would join. I would like to see Miyu, Yama, Miyu Yamashita go, and so does um, a few others. I mean, I would like to see Miyu Wananabe because she's a very, for a girl who's five foot one and powerful, I definitely would love to see that. But. Recently, on one of the latest um, DDT events, the Daydream, Daydream Believer, uh, Konatsuka Takashita, announced in, in, in between the show that he will be heading on an expedition to the United States. And that includes wrestling, in, that means he'll be wrestling in the U.S., and that includes none other than AEW. Now, if you guys remember last year, 
uh, Takashita, they came and he appeared on uh, several shows like AEW Dark. And I was very much happy about that. But he did say he wants to come back. But his dream right now is to head to AEW um, uh, Dynamite. And I would love to see him on Dynamite. And I think many of us as fans would love to see that too. And I'm very happy that that's going to happen. But the real question does remain who would like to see. Several of my friends said they would like to see Chris Brooks. Um, who else? Me, I definitely would see Chris Brooks. <coughs> mm, I'm trying to think of others who would join. I would like to see uh, Tetsuya Endo as one. Oh, yeah. My friend also uh, put out Junakiyama. That's a good name. But I can't wait to see, um, according to my information, that his expedition begins next month of April. So I'm excited. I hope everybody's excited. Uh, that's pretty much it. What we got with DDT. I think let's move on to the next subject. If you guys may have heard recently, on the same time as Sudi had her match, we had the return of Kyrie Zane, or just simply known as Kyrie, make her in-ring stardom return for two matches back-to-back. Now, th this one took place also on the World Climax 2020. Her first match was, her, that took place on the 26th, she teamed up with her old old friend and Sparta the Three-Dumb, Mayu Iwatani, to take on the Cosmic Angels, Tam Nakano, and Unagi Sayaka. Now, how did this whole thing begin? Let's go back in time. Now, as you all recall, we had that whole thing with the little vignettes where Kairi Sane was predicted as the one be being the mystery the mystery woman. Uh, Sayakamitani was dumb enough to open her big fat mouth. But during the press conference, Unagi Sayaka shows up. Now, if you guys know this about Unagi, she is known as the uh, assessment something. You know, she's like more like the gatekeeper, the one who uh, evaluates wrestlers that come in. Now, the only reason she did this is because she wants to know who Kairi Sane is. However, this is the most interesting part. Tam Nakano always wanted to meet her. There's a reason why. While Tam Nakano was on her way out of stardom to go to WWE, Tam Nakano was on her way in to stardom. She never met her. But the interesting part, she asked her if she would like to join the Cosmic Angels. Now, however, Kairi Sane heard rumors, of course, about the Cosmic Angels winning Best unit of 2021. Now, Kairi Sane has been known not to be in any faction. I mean, she's been, you know, how do I say, been with many people in her life, you know, teaming up with, especially Mayu. But the match itself with the Cosmic Angel was pretty good. However, Unagi actually suffered the consequences when Kairi gave her the insane elbow onto her. And then later, Mayu finished it off with the Moonsault, allowing herself to win. So this was a huge disappointing loss for Unagi. But there's no doubt in my mind she would love to have, of course, a singles match. But seeing Kairi Sane back in the ring was great. You know, I know many fans are happy, especially friends here in the U.S. of hers from WWE. But I know some of you WWE loyalists probably would rather see her back with WWE because that's where she belongs. The truth is... Things have not been working well for her here in the States with WWE, but who could blame her? So she's happy. Now, her second match took place on the 22nd. On the day of her pet press conference, near the end, she was 
viciously attacked by Odatai, consistent of Momo Wananabe, uh, leader Natsuko Tora, and of course Starlight Kid. Now, Starlight Kid and Kairi Sane go way back before Kairi Sane uh, made the move to leave uh, to WWE. Uh, as you know, Kid was coming back to stardom due to the fact she was doing one of her um, entry exams. If you guys know what that means, that means she was studying. She had to go back to school. And as for Kyrie, she was on her way out. And now the VIP red carpet was spilled right upon her. And that pissed off uh, Starlight Kid. So basically, what led to this match is one of the uh, matches that took place in Corican Hall. Where Starlight Kid, along with members of of Oda Tai, um, with Rina and Ruka, they were challenging uh, Hemet Boy for the artist belts, and of course, a Starlight Kid didn't, was not satisfied with the fact that she lost. But however, uh, they decided to beat up Natsupoi. Uh, Natsupoi and Kairi are really good friends. They've known each other for many years, and she saved her. But it looks like they're, they decided to set up the match. Now, the match was totally insane. Uh, many submission moves, many... Even the instant elbow worked, even the back fist worked, but finally the submission move with the anchor worked and gave Kyrie Sane the the advantage. I know Starlight Kid is not happy, but I know she has a lot of things in her mind to get back on a high horse. One of them is to become White Belt Champion, but right now she's currently the goddesses of t uh, stardom tag team champions with Momo Wananabe. But unfortunately now, because of this match with Starlight Kid, uh, she's injured. She ruptured her ear. Uh, it sucks. I mean, it, things like that happen for every wrestler. I mean, like the old saying goes, they knew what they signed up for, but it happens. But no one's out to blame anybody. I mean, every wrestler knows that this is the price you have to pay once you're in the wrestling business, but that's how it goes. No one is putting the blame on anybody. But I'm sure Kyrie's saying will be, Kyrie will be back. As you know, she has several businesses, and... We'll see her soon. Now, next subject, let's talk about, um, of course, the winner of the New Japan Cup, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. If you all remembered, 2018, Zack Sabre Jr. won the the New Japan Cup. This was during the time when o uh, Okada was <coughs> the IWGP the IWGP heavyweight champion. But now he is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Now, I think about this a lot. I feel like for Zack Sabre Jr., he's going to avenge that loss that he had almost roughly four years ago. This is more like maybe payback. Now, Zack Sabre Jr., he has shown what he can do, and I can't wait to see what he's going. And now, if he beats... Okada and wins the title. There is one person that comes in mind that will not be taking this likely. The exact Sabre Jr. is now the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And that person is none other than Will Ospreay. I can guarantee you, if Zack Sabre Jr. does beat uh, Okada and becomes the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, I have that distinct feeling that Will Ospreay is going to be the first challenger telling him that he stole what was rightfully his during the during the New Japan Cup tournament where he sh that he did not tap out but the ref is final that's how it ended but i would like to s see that match i'm very happy for this to happen now 
our last topic here is just recently today. Today is, I believe, the the 30th of March. We have a brand new AEW member of the roster and new signee. We're talking about Tony Tony Storm. Yes, folks, she's back. I'm. I, it was expected. I know many fans like that, and I know some of you WWE loyalists out there are probably saying it's a load of horseshit. Look, guys, they didn't use her while she was in main roster. That's not AEW's fault. That's Vince and whoever runs the whole thing, their fault. They started this mess, and that's the whole thing that happened. But I'm glad it happened. But she is now in the entry of the Owen Hart tournament. Now, I wouldn't be surprised just like Ruby Soho, that she's going to win it. But the real question is, who will, what championship she will be challenging? Would it be the AEW World, or the Women's World Championship, or the TBS title? That is something we definitely got to pay attention to. So I'm very happy she's back. I'm, I'm like wondering what her fiance, Juice Robson, feels. But I'm sure everybody and happy. But there's also another factor that plays in. If you guys remember, Tony Storm was one of the top stars in Stardom. I wouldn't be surprised if Stardom would love to come down to AEW. I mean, there's an open door po policy now with AEW allowing talent from all over to come to their to the backyard, and I feel <coughs> Stardom will be a good fit. And there's one, there is a couple of. People I saw recently on Twitter that they would like to see the Cosmic Angels. I'm like, hmm, that could be a dream come true. But I I definitely could see that. But if Tony Storm does make that kind of move, I would like to see. I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Storm goes to Japan and go back to stardom to make her presence known. And I know who she would take with her. I would like her to take her to Japan because she wants to do that. And that is, of course, Tai Conti. That is one person definitely would fit in in stardom. So, I think that's pretty much it what we got. So, I uh, say I'm going to end it right here for all of you. I'm sorry I kept it short. But I got a thing, I got my regular day job in the morning. So, I will end it right here. So, I'll see you guys the next time on this podcast channel. So, I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. Mwah! And have a nice day. Bang!